Marin MacArthur, you are the president and CEO of Lynx Air. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the Fact Up podcast. Thanks very much, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. With travel back on the on the minds of millions of people, I know it really kind of never really left for a lot of people, but now it's a little bit more kind of full time. Um, everyone's looking for the best options. Uh, talk about Lynx Air and why travelers in Canada should be paying attention. Absolutely, I'd love to. So Lynx Air is Canada's newest airline. We're on a mission to make air travel um, accessible for all Canadians. Uh, we're an ultra affordable airline is what we like to call ourselves. So we offer super low fares uh, and a transparent pricing model where people just pay for what they want and save money so they can spend it where it counts at the destination. Uh, and we think it's there couldn't be a better time to be launching an airline than now when Canadians are really yearning to see their favorite people and places. Talk about the cities that you're launching in right now and plans for expansion down the road. Right, so from we our first flight is on the 7th of April. So uh, it's very exciting. We're getting ready to take off right now. And that's uh, that flight is from Calgary to Vancouver. Pretty soon after, we'll be flying from uh, Calgary to Toronto and expanding and we'll be have destinations on our maps, which will be Winnipeg and Kelowna and uh, St. John's, Halifax and Edmonton and uh, Hamilton as well. So Hamilton and Pearson. So um, people in the Toronto region can choose whether they want to, whether it's easier for them to fly to Hamilton, out of Hamilton or out of Pearson. That's huge. As a guy in, in the greater Toronto area, that's massive. Sometimes I do not want to fight that traffic and those giant lineups at Pearson. So Hamilton is a, is a huge alternative and I'm super happy to hear that. Um, what void does, does Lynx Air fill for travelers that other, that other airlines are missing? Is it customer service? Is it more, is it more leg room? Is it bigger seats? Uh, what void do you guys fill? Right, so we have looked at the fares in Canada and we believe that they've, they've been too high for too long. And that means that a lot of people have been prevented from traveling or prevented from traveling as much as they would like. So that's the void we want to fill. We want to actually make travel accessible for everybody. But on top of that, so we uh, don't believe there's, that Canadians have embraced the ultra low cost model uh, a great deal in Canada yet. And one of the reasons we think of that is uh, because of, they expect poor customer service. And we don't believe that low cost means poor service. We believe that uh, we only have to have a really good customer focused culture to be able to provide great service. And we're going to, we've got brand new Boeing 737 aircraft, so we'll have a reliable fleet and a really good flying experience. So I think people will be pleasantly uh, surprised. We want to redefine the Canadian experience of ultra low cost carrier. That's a, that's a, giant, that's a giant task. To, to overcome from my point of view. Obviously, you're in the position to kind of uh, tackle that. How do, you, how do you tackle that with respect to changing people's perceptions of one thing leading to another? Well, the first thing is that we need to attract them to fly to us. So uh, we do that with our ultra low fares. And as I said, there's some amazing fares out there right now if people want to jump on our website. And also, uh, then we have to earn people's uh, people's. I guess, trust in us through providing great service. So we're investing in our customer experience, the reliability of our flying. And when things go wrong, which they do in aviation, there's so many un uncontrollable factors. We'll make sure that we look after our guests when that happens. 
On your website, and, and you mentioned you know, spending the money where, where people want to spend the money. Um, you know, on your website, it states that you, you pay for only what you want and nothing you don't, including baggage. Now, explain that to people because fees and baggage are the bane of people's existence um, when it comes to traveling. So look, it's really giving the power back to the customer to choose what they want to pay for. So people who are doing, say, a day trip, uh, they don't need to pay for baggage. So why should they? But if they're doing a longer trip, yes, yes, they will. Uh, and, and even food. We're not offering food on board our, our flights. We're not selling it either. We're, we're going to be encouraging people to bring food on board, bring their own food. It's much more uh, cost effective from that perspective. So that enables us to offer really, really low fares. And then people add on what additional extras they like. If they like priority boarding, they can pay for that. If they want a bit of extra leg room and they're six foot six, then they can pay for that. If they're like me, they don't need to pay for extra leg room. So, uh, so it's all about actually making choice. We, people can choose what they like and what they want, and they can save money in the process. I'm going to put you on the spot a bit, okay? I want to fly from Toronto to Vancouver, which is traditionally a, a very pricey flight. I find that I could fly to Paris a lot cheaper than I can fly to parts of my own country. That includes Vancouver. Um, I am paying for my flight, my seat, my check-in baggage, for example. How much money um, could I be expected to save flying with Lynx round trip from Toronto to, say, Vancouver? All right. Okay. Well, I would say it's hundreds of dollars. It depends on which time, but the time of year that you book. But sure. uh, if you book a long way in advance, fares on most airlines are relatively cheap, but we'll still be the cheapest by probably uh, $50 compared to the full service carriers. And uh, probably more than that, potentially $100. But then as you get closer to the travel date, it'll be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Really? Because when I was a kid, I remember the closer you got to the date here in Canada, as opposed to the US, the closer you got to the date here, the more expensive it got. Um, so it's, it's refreshing to hear that if I, if I have to travel, let's say last minute, maybe within a week, I can save hundreds as opposed to tens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, so that's, that's because we have an ultra low cost model, which enables us and we'll have the lowest cost base in, in the market. So that enables us to offer the lowest fares. I mean, they will get up go up on our airline as well as we get closer to the date because there's more demand, sure. but it'll still be well, well and truly lower than our competitors. Marin, what are the challenges of being the president and CEO of an airline, especially post COVID? All right. Well, uh, there's lots of challenges, but I see them all as opportunities. So uh, in the post-COVID environment, uh, the biggest challenge is that there's no history to draw from to, to predict the future. I think that's what we've learned in the last couple of years. No one can predict the future in this environment. Uh, I see it as an opportunity for us because the, the travel that's coming back the fastest is leisure travel and travel to visit friends and family. And that's really our core market. And that's where I think we offer the best uh, best proposition for our customers. So uh, I think it's a big opportunity and it's all about how we navigate that. We have to be flexible and nimble. And again, we've got a small, very nimble team. We're a startup. And so everybody's passionate. Everybody just rolls their sleeves up, gets things done. If things go wrong or issues happen, uh, our team are great problem solvers and they get solutions. And they're very focused on getting, giving the customer a great outcome. 
I always, I always love when I uh, deal with customer service that is uh, super empathetic, super passionate, very, very professional, but very casual at the same time where they understand your issue, they're working towards the issue, but they're also very, um, very in control. Uh, and I feel like staff get overlooked quite a bit. Talk about the staff that you have equipped with you on your side uh, to make sure that Linksair gets off on an amazing foot. Well, we've got, as I said, we've got a great team of passionate uh, Canadians uh, and most of them are airline experts, so they understand the airline industry. And the reason they've come on board is because they really want to be part of our vision to really transform aviation in Canada. Uh, and so they realise that our vision is about customer service. And uh, so that's, that's their focus. And they worked, as I said before, they work together, they solve problems, but it's all about the customer, not about the airline. Uh, it's, it's not primarily about making money because if you serve your customers well, then the money will follow. What are you most looking forward to as president and CEO of a new slash rebranded airline? Um, that's looking to establish trust, especially post-COVID? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the effect of competition. We're already seeing that from the moment we went on sale. You know, fares across the board went down. So uh, that's competition and we're happy with that and we're happy for Canadians that they can access those lower fares. So, uh, and, and we're really hoping that we can grow the travelling market in Canada and, as I said before, making it accessible. So rather than we're not here to take market share from any of our competitors, we're actually here to grow the market and inspire more people to travel. And to see that growth in the Canadian market will be really exciting. As a traveler, it's refreshing to have gone onto your website the other day and, and just, you know, looked up Toronto-Vancouver round trip. And that number that I saw was astonishing to me as how low that, you know, it, it, it was uh, compared to previous times that I've looked up a Toronto Vancouver round trip, uh, I'm <laughs> it was amazing, and so I don't I I I not only see you uh, you know uh, getting off the gate uh, super super positively, but maintaining that. So uh, all the best to you. Um, I'm gonna finish off with ten rapid fire questions. There's nothing rapid about this, Marin. Take your time. It's uh it's just a series of ten questions, and answer it at leisure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what's wow. your what's your idea of happiness oh wow my idea of happiness uh my idea of happiness is probably being with the people i love uh and doing the things that i love with with um with those people that's pretty simple right simple but effective quality over quantity yes <laughs> right? absolutely yeah. what's your what's your favorite childhood travel memory Oh, okay. Uh, so my fir very first flight in Australia, so I'm from Australia, as you can probably hear, yeah. was uh, a flight with my family from Melbourne to Perth. Uh, I remember it vividly because it was, you know, to fly for the first time was pretty exciting. I was probably, I'd say, eight or nine or maybe a little bit older. Uh, and to go across, you know, I lived in Melbourne, so that's literally crossing the country and to see a new city. Uh, was mind-blowing for me and it's a, a really positive memory. That's awesome. Yeah, I can only imagine how that flight looks like. I have family in Perth. I've never been. So one day I hope to experience that as well. <laughs> yeah, beautiful city. What's your fondest memory of when you were the first door person at the Banff Springs Hotel <laughs> in the mid-1980s? <laughs> All right. Well, um, my favorite memory is, so 
normally because I was the newbie on the door, the door staff, I had the back door, which meant I met the buses, not, and I didn't, you know, uh, greet all the VIPs who came through the front door. But when the bell staff who, uh, the more senior bell staff were on their break, I got to do the front door. And an actor named Elliot Gould arrived and I had Ooh. a pretty, um, I had a pretty out there haircut in those days. <laughs> and he came up to me and he said, I love your haircut. And I was like, wow. I was in my twenties and I met a movie star. Um, back then he was quite famous. So he's probably not so famous now. Oh, Elliot Gould's a legend. Uh, if you know <laughs> movies, Elliot Gould is a legend. Yes. Yeah. That's an amazing, <laughs> that's an amazing story. That's pretty cool. Uh, who inspires you these days? inspires me these days uh you know uh, ruth baden ginsburg even though she's passed away uh but you know uh i've watched the, a lot of the um biopics about her and wow she was so inspiring so when i you know as a woman making her way in a male-dominated environment and particularly with my i'm a lawyer by background by training Mm -hmm. And uh, to see what she battled through in her life and how determined she was and the positive attitude she had right the way through till she died in her, and she was, I can't remember how old she was, but, you know, I, I, found, I found that very inspiring. So whenever things get tough, uh, I, I think about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Indeed. Is there a place in the world you'd revisit just for the food? just for the food you know probably italy i would say yeah never heard I of love, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking you know france italy and then i was thinking you know it's italy because their food is so so simple and delicious uh no fuss you know, you know what you get, uh, and they they take ingredients. I mean, everybody cooks Italian nowadays, but when you go to Italy and you taste true Italian, Italian, uh, it's it's delicious. It always boggles my mind when I see tourists lining up at, let's say, a fast food restaurant in the middle of Rome, and then you ask them why, and they tell you you can't find a decent slice of pizza in, in Rome. <laughs> it boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't have pineapple on it in Rome. <laughs> What are you what are you most grateful for? Most grateful for. Look, I'm most grateful for the opportunities I've had in my life, both personal and uh, and professional. Uh, you know, I've got four beautiful daughters, a wonderful supportive husband who has who looked after our children while I worked. So I've had so many opportunities that my family have supported me through. Uh, and then in my professional life, I've had some, I've been presented with some great opportunities and I've been able to um, grab them and run with them. So, uh, so both of those things. Awesome. What is your favorite travel themed movie? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So this is going to sound strange. It's probably uh, Love Actually. Okay. I love, and it took me, I've watched that, I don't know how many times, it's our family's favourite movie and we watch it every Christmas. Uh, but it took me a while to realise the significance of the airport at the start and the end. And, uh, and that's actually what the journey that takes you on is, you know, airports are places that connect 
people together and when you when you sit and look at the airport and watch the people coming and going there are loved ones greeting each other there are business people marching through it's you know and so for me that is what travel is all about is is connections either for business or for personal or for pleasure I always love to study at airports, funny enough. I, I totally understand what you mean. It's, it's two people and several thousands of people crossing paths that they may never cross again. And then they're off to different parts of the world and, and other, you know, other people are coming in. It's, it's, an, it's a fascinating uh, perspective if you kind of sit back and look at what's actually happening at the airport. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Describe your travel style in three words. Uh, last minute efficient uh and no nonsense <laughs> perfect if you could sit next to anyone on a plane living or uh deceased who would that be all oh, right oh wow living or deceased so obviously i've already talked about bruce um oh can i say mick jagger of course you can. <laughs> why? I'm curious. I'm curious as to why. Uh, well, I've been a Rolling Stone fans, fan all my life. Uh, and, you know, I just think um, their music is amazing. Uh, and uh, he is such an amazing performer, but he's also a very intelligent man. Uh, so I love the fact that he's combined, you know, his intellect and business prowess with his rock star uh, personality and uh, and made it obviously made a big success of it. So that would be so cool. <laughs> the, the conversations and the stories would would never end. That would be that would be around the the world kind of trip where you'd be able to stay up all night and not feel tired if you didn't get exactly. Rest, but I'd right? probably be too scared to speak. I would say I'd just probably go become the little the little teenage girl who you know was in love with Mick Jagger. <laughs> me me to too, Marin. Me too, probably. <laughs> My final question, if you, had, if you had the world's attention for 10 seconds, what would you say? I would say, and this is going to sound really corny, but I would say look out for yourself and look out for each other. Uh, I think, you know, the COVID environment, what's going on in the world right now, you know, uh, and some of the, you know, I live in a street where there's protests every Saturday. Uh, I just feel like people need to care for each other and care for themselves. Um, it's been a tough few years and uh, we need to remember what's important and it's our connections with each other and our, and our own personal health and well-being. Not corny at all. Actually, very, very lovely. Marin MacArthur, you are the president and CEO of Linksair. Thank you so much for taking the time today to join me on the Fact Up podcast. I wish you your circle of family and friends, and your new endeavor. All the best today and down the road. Thanks very much, Jim. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you.